Audio Parfait. I couldn't remember what it was. Power. Oh. Well, here we are in our uh, studio. I like to call the living room. The front room. Stephanie had a busy day, yes. and she didn't quite feel up to getting out to our studio, which is all the way out in the garage, which can be a little bit of a trek. So I brought everything back into the living room, turned off the TV, politely told the children to shut the fuck up for half an hour or so, and. Took the collar off the dog so he wouldn't jingle. Our awesome fucking collar. Yes, it is awesome. <laughs> For those of you who haven't seen the collar, uh, it is very much us. I will take a picture of the dog in the collar and post it on our Twitter and at uh, open at Epic Book, and you guys can all take a look. And I think we've already posted a, a picture of him. I'll post it again because it's a it's an awesome fucking collar on an awesome fucking dog. I'll take as many pictures of our dog and post them on there as I want. Okay. And no cats in heat this week, so we shouldn't get any loud meowing. <laughs> well, no, I think she's still in heat. She's just on the the end of it where she's getting kind of quiet. I haven't, I haven't seen, I haven't heard her be in heat for a while. Uh, she she let me pet her yesterday and scratch her back, so she's still kind of in heat. Okay. Well, she always liked you more than me. Anyway. Yeah, but she still doesn't like her back and butt being scratched. Yeah. So... Yeah. All right, well, welcome to Open a Fucking Book. <laughs> now that you get to hear about our uh, home life, I suppose. I'm Kevin. I'm Stephanie. And this is our weekday Cliff Notes edition Ooh. of Open a Fucking Book, where we cover book news and we give you some books to uh, look out for that are brand new and coming out. So I got some news. Um... It's it pretty much impossible to talk about anything if we're going to talk about news that doesn't have something to do with the the state of the country and um, politics and all that stuff. Even yes. though you're not big on getting into that, I'm going to touch on a little bit because it has to do with the libraries. Yes, I, I, I've heard about that. Okay. Now, library supporters urge action as Senate recesses without relief bill. Now, this was put out on the 14th of August. So not even a week ago. With Congress now on break until September, the ALA officials are urging library supporters to keep pressing lawmakers for a pandemic relief package that includes funding for libraries. In an interview with PW's Publishers Weekly earlier this spring, sociologist Eric Klinenberg, author of the acclaimed 2018 book Palaces for the People, How Social Infrastructure Can Help Find Inequality, Polarization, and the decline of civic life, warned that such an impasse was likely on the horizon. Quote, Let's be clear, when you hear there is a debate in Congress about whether to bail out states and cities, that is a debate about whether your local library stays open. Kleinenberg told uh, Publishers Weekly that's about whether the park system stays open or closes. is about schools and teachers and American voters are going to need to connect the dots, or we could soon find ourselves without many of the institutions that keep us stable. We've been saying this for a while. 
we need to go and do whatever we can to support local bookstores and your local library. Yeah, I mean, the library does so much. It's not just a place for you to go and check out books. It's also a place for people to go and use computers to look for jobs, mm-hmm. to hone in on resources, because the, the local libraries, they help you find places that can help you pay your bills if you need help. Uh, they they do also so much. They can help you fix your resume. They can yeah, libra- help you do librarian, job searches Librarians such. are trained in a lot more than just how to card catalog books when they go to school to be a librarian. It's not just, oh, well, follow the Dewey Decimal System and you're fine. There's a lot more to it than that. Now, the library here, there was a couple homeless people that would be in there almost every day. They didn't have anywhere else to go. The library told them they could come in, as long as they weren't disruptive or anything, and they'd go on there and they'd, they'd read, they'd get on the computer, they'd you know do whatever they could, stay out of the weather. I mean, obviously they couldn't sleep in there, but the library... You'd be surprised at how much they actually do for your community if you actually just paid attention. Yeah, well, things that you wouldn't normally think that they would do. And if it got shut down, then you're really going to find out how much the library means to a community because then you're going to be left with homeless people everywhere during the day. For the bigger communities, yeah. And then, you know, when kids need help with homework and they don't have internet at home, where are they going to go? Yeah. You know, adults that need job searches that do not have internet at home. That's where they go. Yeah, I mean, and in this community, it's not... We don't live in a very big... We live in a fairly small town. But uh, that's not that big of a thing in this community because most everybody has the internet computers. But for bigger cities, where a lot... There's a a, a larger poverty-stricken sect of the city, that's a big deal of having somewhere to go where you can get help and get information and that that's not it's not going to be available if the library's not there they're not going to have anywhere else to go so like they said get a hold of your senate i know that they they left on recess until september which is bullshit since they didn't actually get anything done the house might come is looking at coming back to make sure that the post office doesn't get shut down which or you know get money taken away from that which would be another horrible fucking thing but get a hold of them, uh, write, it's pretty easy to find where your local representative is, write a letter, give them a call, tell them that you need to, you know, we need to save the libraries along with saving the people in your community. Exactly. The only other piece of news I have is, again, political to a sense. The book Rage by Bob Woodwards is the next Trump book publishing September 15th. And this was, uh, this was published August 13th. Simon and Schuster's dominance over the Donald Trump expose category is likely to be reaffirmed this September when the publishers will release the latest title by Pulitzer Prize winning Washington Post reporter Bob Woodward of Watergate coverage fame. Rage, Woodward's 20th book, presents an unprecedented and intimate tour de force of original reporting on the Trump presidency. 
<clears throat> Simon & Schuster said in a release. It added that the book, Woodward's follow-up to his best-selling 2018 book, Fear, goes behind the scenes like never before with stunning new detail about early national security decisions and operations and Trump's moves as he faces a global pandemic, economic disaster, and racial unrest. Most of which he did golfing, not giving a fuck. But it'd be interesting to see if this is a pro or anti-Trump book. Because it doesn't really give you very much context in that. Of Well, you're going to tell the truth. Well... Truth, Whose truth are truth, you telling? The truth is who, who sees it, because that's, that, that, that's a big discrepancy right now. I mean, I guess we'll find out truth. in September. And when September the... 15th, when it fucking comes out. Or it... Well, before that, there will be there will be people that get the book before that to, to, to you know, put out uh, reviews and, and shit. So yeah. we'll, we'll see. All right, well, what do you got? I have some sad news. Because, okay. you know, we're nerds and... Other nerds are going to be sad. <sighs> Read Pop, the organizers of the New York Comic Con, mm -hmm. has canceled the New York Comic Con. I mean, we all saw that coming. Yeah. It's the but maybe the only place in America that you could hold a convention would be the one place where everybody is already wearing a mask. And since they're all geeks and nerds like we are, we don't want anybody within six feet of us anyway. So, it actually, if they would have put a limit on how many people came in, probably would have worked out okay. Yeah, probably. But they're they're going to produce an all-digital version of Comic-Con, and can, they're going to work with YouTube yeah. to do this. So, I don't know how that's going to work, but... Well, I mean, mo a lot of people... I mean, obviously, you go to Comic-Con because you want to see the merch, you want to see the cosplay, you want to meet the stars. But a lot of Comic-Con is hearing the the panels and the panels is something that they can do online it's not as interactive you're not there you're not going to get to step up and ask the questions unless they do some type of live feed where certain people are going to be able to ask certain questions um well that's the most that's the biggest part of comic-con are the panels so they can still do panels on youtube and dc fandom is doing their whole their own whole big thing for all their dc shit yeah I, but I, I mean, I'm you're sure not going to get happen. your picture taken with the authors no. or celebrities no, or actors and whatnot. I mean, then you're saving yourself a few hundred dollars because that, that shit's not free. You pay, you pay God knows how much to get in, and then you got to pay God knows how much for an autograph and for a picture. It's a little silly. Yeah, it sucks. But honestly, if that's the biggest thing people need to worry about, then you're doing okay. Yeah. Not being able to go to Kawa. How many? How much of our stuff has gotten canceled this year that we wanted to go to? Everything. Just got our money back for our fucking Coheed and Cambria tickets, which we were both very brokenhearted about. I'm sure they'll come back next year when things are calmed down a little bit, so we can finally. And hear it's them. not like we haven't seen them six times already. No, but they were going to play No World for Tomorrow in its entirety, and we are finally going to get to buy the comic book for it there at the venue and it was going to be great and now we're not going to be able to and I know. it'll be well uh, everything that we we're going to do this year we will just have to do next year which means if we can if we can so everybody as long as everything everything goes smoothly the way it's the way it should everybody's just going to have to live one year longer than what they normally would so they can get a makeup year this is our mulligan year 
This is our do-over. Okay, let's get back to books. Well, okay. (laughs) So I read this book and I reviewed it on Goodreads. Mm -hmm. I emailed the author because he sent the book to me for free. I kind of won it on one of the book groups I'm in on Facebook. Yeah. Um, so I thought it was cool. It's called Faceless and Evil. It's a novella by John Thomas. And it's creepy as fuck. <laughs> yeah, you, you're telling me. You're like, I think you might like that one. Y- yeah. You you would. It's uh, two of my favorite things. Creepiness and it's short. It is, it is very short. I could get through a book that size in like three days. I'd be good. Yeah, it's uh, 104 pages. Yeah, I think you read it in like five minutes. I, I did read it in about a half an hour. <laughs> um, there's murder, and one of the murder scenes had me like, ugh. Like, I, wanted, I had to put the book down for a second because it like freaked me out because it was <laughs> so vivid. Yeah. And it was like, like Stephen King-esque murder type thing. Yeah. It, it's just like wow, <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, that's my type of thing. And it's it's I don't want to get I don't want to ruin the yeah, story or spoil it. Yeah, don't spoil. But it. Just give us yeah. You could think of the bees from Wicker Man mm-hmm. and combine it with like some Slenderman type shit taking over kids' brains and stuff. Okay. And combining the two. Hmm. Like, I know Slenderman doesn't really take over kids' brains, but, like, some sort of brainwashing type shit. Okay. So, it's, it's like, that. <laughs> I'm trying the best, the, trying to think of the best way to explain it, because it's, it's different, but it has a feeling of something that you might have read before or seen. Uh-huh. But Ooh, it's... With, like, a twist? Kind, yeah. Kind of... Kind of just a, a new play on an old genre kind of maybe but i mean it's just i don't know it's it's awesome though go read the fuck go go get the fucking book and read it yeah you have to read it uh, all right so say say it again and the author so everybody knows it's called faceless and evil a novella by john thomas and i'll just read the little back on it it doesn't really say tell anything it says it watches Staring through windows far and wide, it sits waiting for you to succumb to its influence. Vengeance is coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I I loved it. Creepy. Yeah, it is. And the cover is very colorful, but it, it's it all... is very. It does not look like a horror book. It's covered in bees, though, and the bees but play you, a significant. You can't tell that they're bees unless you're really looking at. Because I'm looking at it from across the table, and I couldn't tell it was bees until just now when I was able to see the pink one there at the bottom. It's not even pink, though. Look at it closely. It's like a, okay. sh- a shadow. Yeah, but I couldn't tell what the fuck it was until I got real close. But yeah, it's it does not look like a horror book until you really start to look at it. And you're like, oh, that's weird. Yeah, it's creepy. I think I had nightmares the night I read that. Well, awesome. Yeah, go look him up. John Thomas. So, yeah, he's a horror writer. Yes, obviously. Yes. Well, he has other books. Yeah. Um, But then uh, I was looking for other books that I might want, and I went ahead and bought one. 
When she says I was looking for other books I might want, she's she's saying I'm looking for other books I'm going to purchase the second I see them. Well. <laughs> <laughs> this one's called The Family Upstairs by Lisa Jewell. Um, it's a Barnes and Noble exclusive edition. But I didn't buy that one. Okay. It's about this girl on her 25th birthday. She's been waiting for a letter to arrive her entire life to find out who she is. When she was a kid, all the adults in her family died and other children disappeared except for her when she was a baby. Hmm. Yeah, the the parents, the three dead bodies, they were all dressed in black and someone hastily wrote a note and the other four children disappeared. So it was kind of creepy. Mm-hmm. So I was like, ooh, it's kind of weird. I want to read it because that's my jam. And then there's a big book coming out. Everybody's been talking about it. I want to read it. I can't order it yet because it doesn't come out until October. October 6th is when it comes out. It is called The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue by V.E. Schwab. I'm actually hoping it comes in this month's Alcrate. But who knows? It's a... Uh, a life no one will remember, a story you will never re- forget. In France, 1714, a woman makes a bargain to live forever and is cursed to be forgotten by everyone she meets. Then 300 years later, she's in a bookstore and somebody remembers her. So, once again, right up my chute. Don't, don't say up my chute. And then force your finger, your index finger up with. There are, that is not what that means. I know. Those but... are two different things. <laughs> up your alley. And then even then you're, you're getting close to on <laughs> up my chute. And then. Up uh, your chute. And then um, I had actually gotten Cassandra Clare's Chain of Gold. Mm-hmm. And I got it signed and autographed in person when yep. I went to that book signing. We posted the picture on Twitter yes. and Instagram. It's the Shadowhunters Chronicle series, The Last Hours. She has book number two of that series coming out. It's called Chain of Iron. And it will be coming out March 2nd of 2021. <laughs> I was all excited. I was like, ooh, I have to buy it. And then I went and I was like, I have to wait till fucking March. Jesus fucking Christ. Do authors not understand that when you you display not, a book? It's not the author. It's what? the publisher. Fuck the publishers. Well, I want the fucking book it's now. The publisher. They have you by the short hairs. They're all up your chute. They are up my chute <laughs> and it's pissing me off. But that's all I have. Okay. Today's episode is brought to you by our brand new exclusive discount code for thebeardstruggle.com. Gentlemen, Have you grown out that beard? Are you just starting? Well, if you're like me, you began to notice pretty quickly that the skin underneath all that hair can get pretty dry and flaky. And trust me when I tell you, beard dandruff sucks. And the people over the beard struggle know this and have made it their life's work to develop the best products to make growing and keeping that beard as painless as possible. Over time, the ingredients in their formulas have proven themselves not just because their customers have had enormous success with them, but because they have worked for centuries. They use 100% natural ingredients 
never test on animals, and promise a 90-day money-back guarantee. From the day and night oils, the shampoos and conditioners, all the way to the ingenious beard straightener. They have everything you need to tame that face fur, and I use them. My beard has never looked, felt, or smelled better. Just ask my wife. So go to thebeardstruggle.com, all one word, or click on our link in the show notes and use our new exclusive discount code, AUDIO15, at checkout for 15% off. That's A-U-D-I-O-1-5 for 15% off your entire order. Go now and feast your face! Well, let's get to the four that uh, we're going to take a look at tonight. Fiction, nonfiction, kids, and YA. So our fiction, I picked this because it seemed like something my wife would love, called A Room Called Earth by Madeline Ryan. Debut novel from an autistic writer, an extraordinary story of a fiercely original young woman whose radical self-acceptance illuminates a new way of being in the world and opens up a whole new realm of understanding and connection. I thought, a novel from an autistic writer, I don't know how many writers out there are autistic, but... More and more are coming out. It's... I am bleeding profusely from a bite on my leg. I, well, quit scratching it, I picked a scab, dumbass. and it's bleeding all over me now. That's why Natalia's bleed, too. Am I the only one who doesn't scratch at a bug bite? I suppose. I don't Jesus. think you can scratch a bug bite with those fucking nails you got. So the the overview goes, As a full moon rises over Melbourne, Australia, a young autistic woman gets ready for a party. What appears to be the start of an extraordinary night out, though, is, through the prism of her mind, extraordinary. As the events of the night unfold, she moves from person to person, weaving a web around the magical, the mundane, and the tragic. She's charming and witty, with a touch of irreverence, people can't help but find her magnetic. However, each encounter she has, whether with her ex-boyfriend or a woman who wants to compliment her outfit, reveals the vast discrepancies between what she is thinking and feeling and what she is able to say. And there's so much she'd like to say. When she meets a man in line for the bathroom and the possibility of, possibility of intimacy and genuine connection occurs, it's nothing short of a miracle. It isn't until she invites him home, though, and into her remarkable world that we can come to appreciate the humanity beneath the label, labels we cling to, to grasp, through her singular perspective, the visceral joy of what it means to be alive. From the inimitable mind of Madeline Ryan, an outspoken advocate for neurodiversity, a Room Called Earth is a magical and miraculous adventure inside the mind of an autistic woman. Humorous and heartwarming and brimming with joy, this hyper-saturated celebration of acceptance is a testament to moving through life without fear and to opening ourselves to a new way of relating to one another. That is from Penguin Books, which like 90% of the books now are from Penguin Books, and it comes out this month. That's the paperback. What do you think? Um, it it already came out. I'm ordering it right now. <laughs> She's literally on her phone. <laughs> I'll have it Thursday. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Next. I need to stop telling you about books. No, you don't. We need I to buy. I can't afford you to be buying every book that we cover. I don't buy every book. Just the ones that sound very interesting. 
And we need a new bookcase because all mine are getting. Full. I know. <laughs> well, Madeline Ryan, if you're listening, you just sold another book. You're welcome. <laughs> maybe, maybe buy it from her website. She'll maybe she'll sign it for you. I don't know. So our nonfiction, again, everything is about Trump these days. So the Organ Thieves: The Shocking Story of the First Heart Transplant in the Segregated South. By Chip Jones. The immortal life of Henrietta Lacks meets Get Out in this landmark investigation of racial inequality at the core of the heart transplant race. In 1968, Bruce Tucker, a black man, went into a Virginia's top research hospital with a head injury, only to have his heart taken out of his body and put in the chest of a white businessman. Now, in The Oregon Thief, Thieves, Pulitzer Prize-nominated journalist Chip Jones exposes the horrifying inequality surrounding Tucker's death and how he was used as a human guinea pig without his family's permission or knowledge. The circumstances surrounding his death reflect the long legacy of mistreating African Americans that began more than a century before the cadaver harvesting and worse. It culminated in efforts to win the heart transplant race in the late 1960s. Featuring years of research and fresh reporting, The Organ Thieves is a story that resonates now more than ever when issues of race and healthcare are the stuff of headlines and horror stories. Publisher is Gallery Jeter Publishing. 400 pages, so it's a decent-sized book. Again, out August 2020. That, I mean, even even if you're not into biographies and, and history and nonfiction, that's still... That's still a fucked up story. Yeah. Guy goes in for a head injury, ends up having his heart ripped out and put into somebody else. That's fucked up. Yeah, that's... So that will be one that I end up getting. Because I think that is neat. Now for the kids. Scouts by Shannon Greenland and James Patterson. Hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. James Patterson has been getting into writing a lot of kids' books lately. Yeah, normally I don't well, like to co- I don't like years. to cover the the really big names usually because they don't need the help. But Shannon Greenland is the main author on the book, and it's James Patterson is kind of a presented by type. That's why I got it. It's Stranger Things meets The Goonies. Ooh. In this suspenseful yet heartwarming adventure story about a group of friends who set out to find a crash meteor, but find mystery and danger instead as their close relationships begin to fracture. Annie, Beans, Rocky, Finn are the scouts, best friends who do everything together. It's 1985, and the summer before 7th grade is just beginning. The scouts decide to secretly climb Old Man Bassinger's silo to watch a meteor shower, and when one meteor seems to crash nearby, the scouts know they have to set out on the next adventure and find it. But their fun overnight jaunt through the woods soon takes turns for the worse when they discover a series of disturbing clues about the meteor and suddenly find themselves on the run from the wild, violent Mason clan. Bonds are tested when new kids join the adventure and the group's true feelings are revealed. Will the scouts survive this journey together, or will their unbreakable friendships prove vulnerable after all? Jimmy Patterson is down as the publisher, which I'm guessing is 
a cute way of saying James Patterson. Uh, August 2020, ages 9 through 12, 272 pages, so it's a pretty good book for... Uh, Teenager. The, the preteen. Yeah. Just, it, like, at the beginning of it, it kind of sounded like the beginning of that new Power Rangers movie that kind of sucked. Because they go find a meteor... And Going and finding meteors is, is a big part of a lot of different <laughs> I stories. Know that... I, I don't understand why you focus on the pow- the shitty Power Ranger movie. Because that was the first thing that popped in my when mind. I think, when I think of people going and finding meteor, I think of that oh, that movie. Um, was it Chronicle? Oh, was I that, don't think oh, I've God, ever seen that What one. was the name of that movie? The three, the three teenagers. There's a meteor lands and three teenagers go and find it. And like if something happens, they all get... Uh, like hit with this radiation and then they all have these superpowers and one of them kind of goes crazy and he starts like killing people and the other two have to subdue him but he's the strongest out of all three. I think it was called Chronicle but I can't remember. That's the movie that I think of when I hear kids going and looking for a meteor. I have no idea. I've never seen it. It's a good movie. I'm sure it is. I've just I haven't have watched watch it. it. Yeah. yeah. I still have to see Princess and the Frog. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, on to the YA novel. Okay. But I like. I think that was... I, I, I'd get that one for the kids. Yeah. I think they'd like that. Yeah, I'm sure they would. Now, the YA novel, The Secret Runners by Matthew Riley. You can't buy your way out of the end of the world in this edge-of-your-seat adventure from the international best-selling author. Gossip Girl meets Mad Max in this breakneck thriller where the line between rich and poor is the line between life and death. Rich versus poor, life versus death. When Sky Rogers and her twin brother Red move to Manhattan, rumors of a coming global apocalypse are building. But the ultra-wealthy young elites at their prestigious school kept partying like there's no tomorrow while the city around them starts to fall apart. Kind of sounds familiar. It like does. what's going on right now. Mm-hmm. Then Sky and Red are invited to join the Secret Runners, an exclusive group that has access to horrifying truths about the future. Can that insider information save them, or is this the only time even one percenters can't buy their way to safety? By Crown Books for Young Readers, comes out August this year, 352 pages, it's for 14 and up. And since it's a YA novel, that means 30 and 40-year-olds, too. Yeah, that's, it, it sounds like a little beneath me. I mean, some YA I read, some I like more adult contemporary. You say that, but this seems like it would... You thought that about, like, The Maze Runner, too. And then we watched the movie, and you fell in love with it. I did. So I would imagine that you're going to say that about this one. I bought the first book of the Maze Runner series. I have yet to read it, so I don't so, know. So I imagine you're going to say the same thing about this one, and then you would get it and read it, and you'd probably also love this one. I mean, the premise sounds interesting. You know, the, the rich versus poor, life versus death. I get that. Well, what I think is interesting is that usually with this type of thing, the... Um, the main characters in the book are usually the poorer ones, and they have to fight their way 
to survive when all the everything's stacked against them. But in this one, the two main characters are ultra wealthy. But it's still, will their wealth even help them in the end? Because at the end of the day, you can't eat money. Yeah. I mean, I I do want to see how it ends. <laughs> you don't even know how it starts. No, but I want to know what ends the world in that. Yeah, I love apocalypse stuff. I know, me too. So, just finding out, just finding out for that what he what the author has in store for the end of the world. Yeah, that would be worth it just on its own. Yeah, to get. So that seems kind of neat. Yeah. Yeah. So there's there's those the the four books of the week. <laughs> All right. Well, we got. Our, our first ever Patreon shout out. We got a patron. We only got the one. My bestest friend your, in the world, Angie. Friend. So there is an asterisk next to it. So full name, call her out. Say thank you. Angela Guthrie, thank you. For She signed up for our $5 tier, which means she gets the, uh, the shout out and the ad-free episodes. So this will be completely ad-free when she listens to it. If you want ad-free episodes, go to our Patreon and sign up. For our five or ten dollar tier, yeah, because she's awesome and you're not. <laughs> if you get the ten dollar tier, uh, you will also get early episodes. So the second I'm done editing them, they will go on our Patreon. I've fallen behind on stuff to do on Patreon because we didn't have any patrons until now. So she's like, "Hey, get to it. There's <laughs> nothing here." And I'm like, I apologize. I didn't actually think anybody would ever pay us for this. So I didn't worry about doing it. And now that somebody has, I have to do more work. So it's a double-edged sword. I'll keep him on top of it. Oh, thanks. You're welcome. Um, we're also getting some stickers in that you scan them with your phone. And the uh, Spotify pulls up with our show. I will be adding those onto the Patreon as well. Angela, you will you will be getting yours in the mail as soon as we get them. Um, we will add them to the Patreon if you want those. You, you can buy, you, we'll put them on the merch store. If you want to buy them straight from the merch store, you can. Sign up for a Patreon. You get more. Then do it. Uh, so we're, figure, we're figuring out, figuring all that out as we go. Uh, Stephanie, what are our socials? On Twitter and Instagram, we are at OpenAFINGBook. I am at ECJBAT, and we are at Audio Parfait. I am Young, ETAM6, Young ETAM on Instagram. Keep trying to get around to fixing that. And to you make never it will. the same. I will. On our last episode, <laughs> I will have it fixed. I and I have enough, enough authors set up to do that we can do this for years. So I got plenty of time. I bet. my goal is the last episode to have it done by. Okay. Okay. I put out on Twitter that if we can get a thousand listeners to this show by the end of the year, I will get an open a fucking book tattoo. I don't know what it's going to look like. I don't know where I'm going to put it. But I will get one. I would get one just for the fuck of it because I want to tell the world to open a fucking book. Yeah, but if you do that, then there's no incentive for the listeners to 
to try and push towards that thousand listeners. Oh, do this so I can get a tattoo. Yes, please. Yes, please listen to our show so I can go get a tattoo. Well, I want a tattoo. Okay, then we'll both get one. Okay, good. All right. You go to our Goodreads page at goodreads.com slash audioparfait and see all the many books that Stephanie has read in the past couple days. I haven't read any in the past couple days. Well, you'll make up for it in one day. I've been too busy with the kids being back in school. She has been very busy with trying to learn the whole program that they use and, and just children in general being assholes. And then I had to clean today. Yeah. But go to the Goodreads page. You can see everything she's reading. She'll put um, some summaries on there. She'll you know rate them like, so you know how she thinks they are. Uh, you'll be able to see the books that I uh, have researched for the shows that we are doing or have already done, not the ones that I'm getting ready to do because for some stupid reason I like to keep everything a secret. Um, email us, info at audioparfait.com, and I don't know, tell us what you're reading, authors you'd like for us to cover, any books I should buy? Don't. She doesn't need help with buying books. I mean, go to the web. Go to the are... web page audioparfait.com. <laughs> you can listen to all the episodes of this show, including our Saturday episodes where we cover the authors, and you can get all the episodes of our other podcast. I know it's not real, but that had to hurt. Where we cover. Wrestling news and rumors and do a Mount Rushmore and just chit-chat about wrestling. Because, honestly, the only reason we came up with that show is because we, there's a million wrestling shows out there. We came up with it because half the time we're just sitting on the couch talking about wrestling anyway. So we figured we might as well put a show out there and maybe somebody will pay us to do it. Yeah, everything you hear on the show is literally what we sit on the couch and Yeah, we talk would about. have ranted about all that. We Maybe not in a structured form, but we would have ranted about all that shit anyway but now we make you listen to it too yeah come back on our on saturday to hear our saturday show episode two of douglas adams some good stories coming in we're done with the skits no more skits skits are gone but we have some very good stories i'm excited some very funny stories some stories that made me laugh out loud while i was reading them which was literally lol it was unfortunate because i was at work at the time on break and i just started laughing for no reason um, again, if you think we're doing a good enough job that we owe, that, uh, we earn some dollars from you, you can go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash audio parfait and join one of the tiers. We even have a dollar tier just for a hey, good job. Here's a dollar and we're fine with that. Like we spoke earlier, go to your library, help them out do whatever you can for your local library. Help out your local bookstore, your local author. Buy a book from a local author at a local bookstore if possible. Even if you go to a secondhand bookstore and buy a book from them. Anything in your community that you can do to help, they need it just as much as everybody else. And I believe, even though I know that I'll forget something, we are done. That is it. That is it. That is it. All right. Well, take care of yourselves. Take care of one another. And what are you smiling about? Oh, it's thing. your favorite part of the <laughs> between now and the time I get to, we get to talk to you next. Do yourself a favor, Stephanie. Go open a fucking book. All right. We'll see you. Bye, guys. Bye.